Welcome to today's panel on what matters more to you, price or news, with more at Askar, Brian Shannon, and Tom Canfield. It's actually a perfect day, and actually, really, it's a perfect trading environment to have this discussion. Markets today are all waiting for the Fed chair to speak, and pretty much everyone's always talking about CPI, PPI, FOMC days, and all of this data. So today, we're going to hear from our panel on what they think matters more the news or price. Today's podcast is sponsored by EdgeClear. Diversify your trading business with EdgeQX. EdgeClear offers a fully automated and fully transparent quantitative trading program. EdgeClear is excited to offer to their members this new automated trading strategy with full transparency to you, the trader. Quant trading has never looked better. More details at edgeclear.com slash edgeqx. Let me bring in my boys. This is actually an exciting day for me because here's three of the guys that um, have been really mentors to me in a lot of ways, um, even before I knew them from following them on Twitter, and I'm sure to all of you guys out there in the audience uh, that are listening. Each one of them has helped me dramatically uh, with my trading. Each one of them has helped me put something into my strategy. And I can't say that about a lot of people, but I've got three guys I appreciate a lot here today. Um, how are you guys? Pretty good. Doing Doing well. Yeah. Hey, how are you, Tony? I'm good. I'm good, man. Um, and I, I'm excited to have you guys here. And it's funny, like when we put this panel together, you and I, Morad, we were talking about, you know, price, news and we bring in the two price guys right who drives price home more than than brian and tommy nobody right brian put that answer out i thought that was so great <laughs> he goes if you trade headlines you'll soon be delivering news as a broke paper boy <laughs> and we know tommy is be dumb follow price so it's pretty interesting that we pretty much know that to them price matters more but what I want to talk about today, and I think is important to everybody out there, is how much does news factor in to decision making, right? And you know, we'll go around the panel today. I think that we first we'll start with um, with Morad. You, we'll go around that way. In in your opinion, Morad, what matters more to you, price or news? Um, and if it is price, which I probably think it is. How much does news play a role in your trading? So back in the day, we used to just trade the news. Like I've never, from the time I started till now, I've never traded without a news feed. A lot of people think that uh, it's counterproductive uh, to have a news feed. It's a lot of noise. But in my opinion, I'm not, you know, we used to trade the news, but I don't trade the news. There are algos that pick up keywords and they put on the positions and it just goes nuts you can't trade that anymore, but I still don't trade without news because it's key for me. Although I believe I'll vote for price over news any day of the week. I still want to know what is the basis of this move? Is it a technical failure? Is it, uh, is it news that's likely to be reversed? Is it, I don't know if it will or not, but I do mark where price was before the news happened because my expectation is the market you know, like two out of three times is likely to go back to that price once the, the news is absorbed. So I think it's just important. I don't want to trade against the news. You know, I, you know, somebody comes out like Bullard comes out and says something. I don't want to sit here and trade against it. So it's important for me to know what's the basis for a move. Uh, but you, you know, you trade price. You can only make money with price. I don't get to I don't get to collect ticks because I traded the news. You know, it's just price is what pays. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, like I said, all pretty much all of us here are feeling pretty much very similar. I'm actually going to be the one who pushes back the most when we get to me. I'm going to talk about how much I use the news, especially this year. And we put a poll out there. Um, and if, I would love to see you guys vote on this. And it's pretty interesting already. It's, it's very similar to the way that we're feeling. What matters more to you is the poll on Twitter, price or news right now it's 97% price. So maybe we go to be dumb, follow price, my man, Tommy. Um, so Tom, we, we know kind of where you stand, but it's that same question I asked more at, how do you feel about it? Well, it's, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm a price trader, but um, 
I like to be very knowledgeable about what the news calendar actually is because price tends to move from zone to zone. And news is a lot of times the catalyst to get price to move from one place to another. And so I don't necessarily trade the news. Um, I trade price, but it's not in a vacuum. Price is not, I don't trade price in a vacuum. I like to know what the events are that are coming. You know, a lot of times it's like, okay, if there's no news, we have a window for whatever trend actually is at the time to continue to to migrate without any disruption. Because price can either, can either be an accelerator or a disruptor to whatever's going on. And so you constantly have to be cognizant, like we've got Powell coming up in an hour. So that that tells me all week we're, we're trading in anticipation of that. So whatever move you have a lot of times going into news, it tends to reverse it coming out of news over the short run. So it's not, you know, it depends on what type of positions that you're trading. If you're trading longer swings and position stuff, you know, that's pure trend stuff. And I don't, I don't really focus on it, but for my more active stuff, timing the news or actually the time between the news is what actually becomes relevant to me when I see moves. How much do I trust them? How much room can I give them? How long can they go? If I know I got PPI, you know, in, in, in seven days, how does that, but there's nothing else going on. And all of a sudden some, there's a, there's a bullish, there's a bullish movement that's going in the market. Okay. There's, there's nothing that's going to get in the way of that until all of a sudden people start taking money off the table 24 hours in front of that number. So, um, so that's how I use it. I use news to trade price purely by the calendar, I don't actually mess with the events themselves. I let the events settle and I let the direction get reset after the news. I hope that makes some level of sense. But price is everything to me. And that's the only way we really make money. And all my decisions and my analysis of trend and the setups and the triggers that I want, I don't base them on the news. I'm just super cognizant of what's out there that could disrupt the apple cart or be an accelerator to what's already going on. Bear markets, you tend to get bigger reactions than you do in bull markets. So that's, and, and, and what news is relevant? Like how many years did we yeah. go through where PPI didn't matter? Nobody gave a crap. I mean, yeah. it, was, it did come out and you'd get a little blip on the futures and then, you know, three, five minute bars later, we're just right back to where we, where we were and we're, move, we're moving on to wherever we were going. And it was like a non-event. Now it's everything. So you have to you have to be enough in tune with with what the relevant news of the day is, just like FOMC. We went through a lot of years where FOMC was more or less irrelevant. So um, now everything's relevant because everything in in the theory of the trader's head matters to whether or not. Powell's going to pivot or he's not pivot, even though he said a hundred times that he's not going to pivot. Um, you know, so every, every, you get much more volatility around news right now. So you have to be more cognizant of calendar to know have your windows of quiet to actually let trade the way that it wants to. No, I, I love the way that you put that. And now we're going to go to Brian. And we know, I think most people know, uh, you know, how much you look at volume weighted average price and right. And how much you talk about how important price is. I mean, you've got, you've got, um, uh, what do you call it? Pictures made of only price pays. And like I said, you pound the table about that as much as anybody I know. So I'm curious just what your thoughts are in general about, because we know that price is what matters more to you, right? but how much does news play any role, especially in this type of market environment that we're in, Bri, let's face it, it's just, it's always something. It is always something. And is, you know, I'm going to agree with uh, what Tom said a lot there is, you know, what is the news of the day? What's driving the psychology of the participants? What do other people think is important? So years ago, the Fed didn't really matter because they were just going to do nothing. And everybody knew that. 
But now, you know, I, I, and, and you hear some people trying to be smarter than the news. For instance, you know, you hear these people say, well, the PCE is more important to the Fed than the CPI. So don't pay attention to the CPI. You should pay attention to the PCE. Well, the market doesn't give a shit about the CPE. The market trades based on the CPI. We have these two, three percent moves on P CPI and the CPE comes out. We get a blip and that's it. Everyone forgets about it and doesn't think about it. So, you know, what really matters is, you know, what is the cat, the potential catalyst? Be aware of that. Fed chairman is going to come talk. OK, so we have to be aware. We have to be extra alert. If we have positions where we have a really tight stop and we feel like we might get bounced out, maybe I'll just take that off and you know not bother with the volatility surrounding that but when that news comes out you know a federal reserve meeting a, a fed speech um you know we'll we'll see that initial volatility and it'll kind of settle down so what i'll do this afternoon is as soon as federal reserve chairman you know the market moves based on what he says i'm going to put an anchored vwap on a one minute chart or two minute chart that looks at it from that point forward and i want to see how is the market digesting that news? I don't care what 40, 45 different commentators say. I care about how it gets distilled into price action and what does the market think about this news? Um, very, so that's like you know a, a big catalyst. So there's another part of news that plays into what I do, which is when I swing trade stocks, of course, I'm interested in growth stocks. Why am I interested in growth stocks? Well, a growth stock is a stock that's going higher. It's not a beat up stock like Zoom or PayPal or all these other things that people still call growth stocks. They might have been a growth company at one point, but a growth stock to me is a stock that's going higher. It's growing in price action. So I want to know what's the psychology of the participants. If I know that you know the revenues are up 120% and earnings are up 280%, but the stock price is going down, I'm not going to buy those fundament that stock based on fundamentals. But if I know the price is in a solid uptrend, the company reports earnings, they are better than expected. I know that that's going to bring about a different group of participants who are longer term focused. And I want to understand their psychology for adding to the position or you know, continuing to hold to their position for squeezing the shorts and that sort of thing. So I want to get inside the psychology of the people who view news as important and see how it gets reflected on the price chart and you know measure it from those specific events. Anchor a volume weighted at price to the earnings report, to the Fed chairman, what he says, to the CPI, to the to the IPO and, and that sort of thing. Like, you know, an IPO, I don't care what the company does. It's not my concern. There's a lot of you know information in the market that gets passed off as news when it's just a bunch of you know statistics on the back of a baseball card. Seasonality. That's nice to know, but you can't trade just based on seasonality. If it's not lining up with the chart, then I have no interest in, hey, this is you know nine out of 10 times the market goes up on this day. Well, here we are on this day going lower. So you know your nine out of 10 doesn't help me today. It's about managing risk today and only price pays. So there you have it. <laughs> well, that's no, a full circle that. right there. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, exactly. And you know, for me, the way I look at news, and I probably use news, I would say the, the most out of this panel in the sense of I really do look at a theme of what the news has been. And I try to look and see if that's coinciding or contradicting trend. So if the news has been positive, right? And you're starting to see the market go up. I almost solely look at a um, the long side, right? So I, I a lot of my decision making will come in from uh, from that. So I am not someone who feels that the, I think that price is ultimately going to make my decision, but I do look at the news to, that actually will impact the side that I want to be on. Because if you go back and look. At some of these events, so you go back and look at the beginning of the year when the Fed is raising rates. The news is obviously I look at that as a negative. The trend is down. So in my mind, I'm doing everything I can to look for shorts. You have price coinciding with news. Then you start to have this good news come out, basically where everybody thinks inflation is potentially going away. And then all of a sudden you, you have these rise 
you know, we had that huge day. What did the S&P really 200 points off of CPI that one day? And I looked at that and said, okay, going back to what you said, Bri, from that moment where you would anchor a VWAP, now I will anchor a VWAP from that point, um, that's something that you taught me about that. And now I will look at that and say, if news continues to come in here, so uh, then I want to start looking for long. So I'm going off of where that news point changed. So for me, I think that it, it because I think it takes time for these for this news to hit the tape. So it's it's like one of those things where it, it does play a big role in my mind and how I come into the day for execution. And so that's just something that I have looked at every, all the time because I'm not I, I'm not someone who wants to. I, it helps me determine trend is the best way to say it. You're like what's happening? It keeps me very present. So, I mean, I guess we'll go back around with you, Morad. And also what I should say to everybody is we're seeing your questions in chat. We're going to be uh, answering these questions. It's a great time now to start putting them in there because we're going to have a hard cutoff today for uh, Fed chair speak because I know a lot of people have positions on. So we're going to be off at 1245. So put your questions in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. And I think it's really cool. We're getting all these people telling us where they're where they're coming in from. I mean, here's one from uh, from Italy, Algeria. Um, so we want to hear from you throughout the discussion. It's great um, to have this uh, conversation and to hear from you guys what you guys think. But go back to you, Morad. You know, I want to kind of play off of a little bit what I had said about it because I think it's 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 something that this year has been a year where the macro has been so important, right? It's been something that you. The reason why the market has moved the way it has is because of news, right? So how much of that in when you look at like how I'm looking at primary trend and how it's setting up, does that play a role in anything that you're doing? Um, I mean, I start the day we we put out through the through convergent trading, we put up put out this pre-market summary sheet, which basically summarizes everything that has moved price overnight. We have that in a what's called a risk event uh, panel. We talk about China, COVID, protests, what, whatever. Whatever has caused the blip on the, on the chart. But at the end of the day, maybe the Fed this year, but I can't think of a single year in 22 years of trading where the news wasn't important. You know, this yeah. year it's the Fed, interest rates, the prior year it's, whatever's happening in China with COVID, it's the trade wars versus uh, the Trump administration, it's Korea's ballistic missiles causing 50-point drops in the S&P every time that happened, Ukraine. I mean, here's the thing, though. My approach is auction-based. Uh, it trades a lot like Brian's anchored VWAP. I do look at where volume took place and how the market likes to, to move back to that area. I use VWAP a lot in my trading. But I have this thing called the scene of the crime, which I learned from a pit trader a long time ago. And what happens is the market kind of chugs along and then news happens and it just rips. And we always mark that price and the statistical, like a quantitative analysis of that. This is an old study, so I, you know, past performance is not indicative, but it was like 72% of the time, historically, the market will revisit that news price within the next five sessions. I mean, it's very significant, so it creates an additional opportunity for me when news comes along. Yes, I'm aware of what the news of the day is, when earnings are coming, when CPI is going to be released, and what's important, what's not, like like uh, Tom and, and Brian covered. But news is important in that you really want to be aware, you know, did Apple say something? Hey, we're not, able, we're not gonna, we're gonna miss our guidance by 6 million units, blip, you know? And what does that mean to the S&Ps, to the NASDAQ? You need to be aware of how that news impacts price. But at the end of the day, the market, just like Tom said, kind of goes on about its merry way, you know, and, and continues that trend. This is, but, but I don't want to be the person kind of deer in a headlight in front of news. Like I don't, I want to know when it happens. I want to know, I don't want to know exactly what it was. I don't, I don't need to know that CPI or inflation in Europe came in at 10% versus 10.2. What does that 0.2 difference mean? It doesn't yeah. matter to me. What I want to know is, how bad did the market perceive it to be? Did it come in at 15%? You know, that's pretty meaningful versus, oh, it missed by 
20 basis points. Um, but I do, I do my vote. If there was a third option in that poll was I listen to both, but mostly price, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. at the end of the day, price dominates. The news comes back to price. It just works that way. What's interesting about this discussion is too, is in, in, I think that this is something that we're all very similar with is that we're not doing anything prior to news. We're watching the reaction to uh, the news, right? So we're not somebody who comes in and trades on the news. We watch the reaction to the news. You know, it goes back to kind of like how I said, I look at it as a turning point. It's almost like it resets things. And like at that point, it's critical. Going back to what Brian said, he does it with anchoring the VWAP. Like I said, I do that because I learned that from him. Um, and I know that Tommy talked about that and you just talked about that. And so let's go to, back to you, Tom. We have a day like today where we come in and we all know that this is something that we have to pay attention to. I mean, are, are any of us have positions on going into this as day traders? Probably not, right? But afterwards, if we were choose to day trade, talk to us about what you look at when you say you want to see the reaction to the news. What, how, is, how does that start to play a role into your trading? Um, I wait a while. Um, like today, like we have, we have ground up over the last, you know, handful of, of a few weeks now, whatever. Um, and there's this anticipation of dovish comments, which still befuddles me. Um, and maybe we get them. I, I don't know. Um, but what I want to see is it, it, at the end of the day, it's less about what he says and it's more about how the market reacts to it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. But my expectation, it's okay to carry an expectation into a news event. Just don't put money on it, you know, so that you, and I kind of frame it that way. Like I'm sort of expecting that he's going to be left less dovish than the market wants him to be as he has been over and over again. And then we will probably get some sort of pull off of that in theory. Now, that's the that's that's the theory that I am watching for. I am not trading that theory. And I won't trade that theory, especially not right away. I want to see if that actually plays out. And if it doesn't, that's also information. If he's hawkish, as I would expect him to be, and the market then trades up, that's good information. If he's dovish and the market doesn't give a shit, that's good information. Mm -hmm. It's more, I use news events as points of, of, of clear information about what the general psychology of the market actually is. And then I start building plans after that. Like, I want to make one other point because we've all kind of touched on it. Like as, as a word of advice to people that are listening who are very active in Twitter, let me cut like half of your Twitter following down. Anybody that's constantly posting what they think and what's going to happen on what they think, like get rid of them. Doesn't like, and if you're and if you're approaching the market with these I think statements, I think CPI is going to be lower than 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 what it was last month, and therefore the market is going to do this. You're dead. When you start thinking like that, you're dead. Like the market doesn't give a shit what you think. It just doesn't. Nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares what I think. What I think doesn't matter. It's what people with a lot of money who have a lot more knowledge and a lot more information than we have think that matters. So if you're constantly following and trying to trade the news and you've got somebody that said, I think CPI is going to be way lower and we're going to rip 200 points on the S&P over the course of the next two days as soon as it comes out and that happens, guess what? Now you're addicted to that guy's opinion and that was just a crapshoot. So you can get yourself in a lot of trouble by following people and getting in the mindset that trading long-term successfully is about you predicting what's going to happen next. It's just based on random news stuff. It's just a really dangerous way to roll. I, I think it's way more long-term sustainable for your health and for your pocketbook to wait for news to come out and assess the reaction and get the tone of what that means going forward and then operating from that premise. So that's how I approach every single news event of substance. I'm curious.
just I'm flat and I'm curious. Just see what he says and next to what he says. And then I'll start making plans accordingly. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, it's such a great point because like we were saying, you know, even though I feel that I, I really do tra- not trade off of the news, but I'm always trading after it. I'm never trading before it because I don't know. We're always watching the reaction. And that's why I said, I remember, I'm going to go back to you, Brian, because I want to talk specifically about this Anchor View app because it's such an important, uh, I think, tool for helping understand how the market is reacting to news. Because I remember I was watching either a webinar that you did, and this is many years ago, um, I think maybe even before you and I were even talking. Um, and I think it was something you had something about Nike. And I've talked about this before. And I saw you anchor it from that point. I'm like, man, that is such an interesting thing to do. Because at that point, that's where that earnings came out. And you were like, okay, this is what's happened here. And then this news uh, came out. And then look at what price has done from there. And it gives you really a good perspective of what the market has done since that news event. And that, that's what we talk about here is we're watching about the reactions. Explain to everyone, like on a day like today, I know you said you were going to anchor using a one-minute bar or something like that, but yeah. how that actually helps you as a trader use the news as an anchor point in your trading. Yeah, two things. One, I'm going to piggyback off what Tom said and agree with you know the toxic nature of people who express their opinions. It's not just to express their opinion, but if they say it in terms of certainty, especially – the market will do this if the Fed says that. Now, that person has no idea. They're guessing. You know, you can guess what the Fed might say, but then what you say the market might do might be 100% different than what is expected. So, again, you know, be careful who you follow on Twitter. Anyone who speaks in certainties, I just either, you know, they're, they're done quickly. Um, so back to the anchored VWAP and, you know, how it ties in with the news and any technical indicator, whether it's a moving average, uh, you know, a, a volume profile, to me, the news is almost identical the way I use them. And that might sound surprising, but to me, it's a, it's, you know, the news is a time of interest. At this time, I need to be paying more attention. As the market pulls back to the 50-day moving average and it touches it, it's not a reason to act, but it's a reason to say, the psychology often shifts in this area. So I, it's a level of interest. I need to start paying more attention. It's a time to be alert. So what the anchored VWAP in particular does is it tells us with 100% certainty, and nothing else in the market in my mind does this, who's in control from any point that you start at. Now, you can't just start from, well, where I bought the stock because the market doesn't care where you bought the stock. But from a catalyst, an earnings report, an IPO, the Federal Reserve, whatever it may be, if the market has valued that as an important time or level where we reset the psychology, then with 100% certainty, I can start to anchor you know, on a one-minute chart. And for the first 10 minutes, it's going to go up and down through that anchored volume-weighted average price as you know, people who think they know something kind of fight it out. Eventually, the buyers or sellers are going to take control. We'll see that maybe the market gets trapped underneath that VWAP or, or it stays above it, comes down and tests it, and then bounces. Well, I'm not going to buy the test of the VWAP, but as it starts to bounce away from it, I'm going to buy and I'm going to set my stop underneath the most recent relevant higher low for my time frame. So if I'm scalping on a one-minute chart because I'm not going to put on a swing trade based on an event that was 10 minutes ago, but it'll help me say, okay, as long as the market is above this anchored VWAP on the one minute chart, and then you know, 15 minutes later, I change it to a two minute chart, then it starts to become relevant an hour later on the five minute time frame. Then I start to see that level develop as something that the market does in fact value. Then I'm gonna place a little bit more uh, 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 meaning to that myself and say, well, the market is, in fact, valuing this level. So on the next pullback, I want to see, does it slice through that and just give it up? Or does it start to, you know, turn sideways there for a couple minutes and then bounce higher? If it turns sideways for a couple minutes, starts to move higher, I'm going to buy at the onset of that strength with my stop underneath the low of that little consolidation. So 
to me, it's the ultimate sentiment indicator. It's the only truthful sentiment indicator, because as we know, we can look at polls that say, you know, I'm bullish, I'm bearish, the AAII or whatever the, you know, the sentiment indicators are. And people lie in those things. But price is truth. People can't lie about what they're doing in the market. It all gets represented in the tape and the chart and in the volume weighted, volume weighted average price from the point we anchor it to. So I'm not sure I answered that. No, fully. you didn't. Okay. It was perfect because it goes back to we're never in a hurry to react to anything. I think that's a very common theme here, right? People always talk about being patient. When you look at guys like Morad, Canny, Brian, they're talking about when something happens, then they react to what the price has done using whatever tools that they're doing. We're not going into anything anticipating something. Going back to exactly what Tom said, you know, if you think something's going to happen and you play off of that, that just doesn't work. But when you have the news and you watch the reactions and you can overlay it with some of your technicals, that gives you a really like I went back and said this, I said, when news collides with technicals, you get really strong moves, right? When, when news um, contradicts technicals, that's information, right? That could be a really strong uh, move in the other way. My one buddy taught me this one time. He goes, look for stupid news, news that the market overreacts to something. And going back to Brian's VWAP, because we've discussed it today, if the market were to get above that VWAP and then get back to it and then just get below it and just slice right through it, you'd have a lot of people trapped in one direction. It goes back to what Brian said, that it's a it's proving to you how the market is reacting to something. And I think that's extremely important. And I think that you guys did great at, at uh, going through that message today. We only have 10 minutes left. We have to spin a wheel because what are we doing, Morad? We're giving away two Apple Watches, right? Two Apple Watch Series 8s. Um, we're going to pick four uh, winners. This is completely random. We do it here so that everybody can see that we're not part of the selection process, that this is uh, completely random. Uh, should we pop that in now or do you want to take yeah, a break? Yeah, pop it in now because we're cutting a little short today. I'll stay. Uh, normally, we'll play a little quick commercial, but for today, we're going to pop this in uh, here and do it like this. Um, and in this, in the meantime, number one, I see a bunch of you guys in there while Morad's spinning the wheel. Hit that like button. It helps me bring on guests like Morad, Brian, and Canny. Uh, and make sure you put your questions in the chat because we're going to answer your questions in this last 10 minutes. I see that some are in there. And we're going to answer those questions next. So, Murad, who was the first winner? Did I blow by it already? Looks like Jason M won one watch. Um, Pudigo. Pudigo. Are the two winners. And then we're going to pick two runners up in case we cannot, they cannot claim this prize. We're going to pick two more. There are hundreds and hundreds of people who signed up. So Mike is next. And then the last person. Brother love. Brother love, man. Brother love. Brother love. <laughs> so, Morad, I, uh, once again, every week, everybody, what we do, or every month, I should say, um, sorry, I pulled Brian out by accident. Every month, what we do is, uh, you know, working with Edge Clear is just a fantastic group. Um, you heard about me, uh, heard me talk about them at the beginning of the show. You can go to edgeclear.com slash deli and you will see our monthly giveaways each and every month. You saw how many people participated in that. We can't thank you enough. And everybody's constantly coming back and saying how much it's been great to work with Edgeclear. Really, it, it, they're just fantastic. Uh, and so I appreciate the, uh, uh, the sponsorship and the partnership that I've had with them. So now... Um, let's go back to the chat here and I've got a bunch of questions and let's go back up and one of them for the record, mother love bone is a phenomenal band. Phenomenal. Okay. I that's even... all I wanted to say. Oh, so here's a good question. So we will start off. This is from Rob. What's up, Rob? I uh, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, my friend. You're always in here and a shout out uh, to you. And I know you guys always have a big group tuning into the show. Um, let's start with, let's work our way backwards. Last time we started with more this time, let's start with Ryan. When taking positions, when you know a big report is coming, how do you manage your stop with the whipsaw that happens? Big stops? No, never big stops. I'm all about tight stops. If, if I think I need a tight, uh, a large stop, then I'll just exit the position. If there's that much uncertainty and I think it's going to 
really have an impact, then to me, I, I've lost my edge and I'd rather be out and miss the move than be in it and feel like I've given up too much of my edge in terms of risk management and how tight my stop can be. Tommy, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm, I don't take positions in front of big reports, plain, plain and simple. Um, now, in bull markets where I'm in more of a swing mode because I'm primarily a long trader, um, if I've got a lot of if I've got a lot of room, a lot of profit in trades, I'll weather through them. And typically in bull markets, you don't get the reactions that you get in bear markets with some of these some of these types of news news events. So, but in bear markets, I'm flat. I'm always flat. 100%. I just don't mess with it. I trade after the event once I feel it, feel and see what the tone is uh, post news. I want to stay with you just for one quick second, Tom, because yeah. when after the news, I mean, we heard how Brian approaches it with the view app, but after the news and you now know it's a very volatile time and you're still trading on the short term side of things, how are you managing stops then? I'm tight. So you're oh, yeah. even tight, you know, even when it gets really whippy and you're still keeping them tight. Well, listen, you got to kind of pick your stocks. Uh, see, because I'm more of a stock trader. I'm not a futures trader. Um, so I've got different vehicles that I can use that have a little bit more flow to them or a little bit more liquidity. During high volatility times, I migrate to the more uh, the more liquid names because it allows me to be able to get in and out easier without a lot of slippage and, a lot of, and not a lot of air pocket type stuff. So you kind of got to know what you're doing. I use futures all the time. Like I want Morad and I don't know each other, but I've been using his stuff and learning from him for the last 10 plus years. Yeah. Wow. So thank you. Um, because futures are a huge part as I've been, as I, my account grew and grew, you know, I started migrating more towards bigger and bigger cap stocks, which were more driven by the futures and all of that. And so getting an understanding for how the futures market trades, was essential. And you were one of the first people that I came across that really spoke to a logic that made a lot of sense. So scene of the crime I use with stocks, all that stuff and and just value areas and, and everything. So you've been very helpful for me. So keep your work up. Thank you. You never know who's who's watching and learning and listening from you. Really appreciate it. And that Apple Watch is on its way. Outstanding. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but it's just, okay. it's, I, you know, I wear a different hat in bear markets than I do in bull markets. I mean, I, the, the first subheading of my report that goes out every week to my members is environment is everything. Because you trade based on what your environment is communicating that is available for you. And you have to kind of adapt around your structure. And so in these types of volatile downtrending markets, um, I'm trading more liquid names. I'm trading smaller and I'm staying tight and I'll take a lot of little stops, but every once in a while the volatility kicks in your favor and it covers off a lot of that stuff. So it's just, um, I'm more of a consistency trader in bull markets because I, I like, I prefer lower volatility to be perfectly honest with you. So um, it's, it's easier to read the market for me, especially as a swing trader. So that's, hopefully that gives you everything you need. Yeah. Let's go to you now, Morad. Uh, we've got several more questions and I know we've only got a few minutes left, so we'll try to get through as many as we can, everybody, but keep putting your questions in because I'm kind of handpicking these right now. Uh, Morad, what are your thoughts about stops when, when it gets busier? The rule for myself and even for my prop traders uh, was always just don't trade the news because, you know, uh, I think it's Kenny who said like uh, three, five minute bars later, things are back to normal. I think it was Kenny, might have been Brian. And that's the truth. Like the, the news is absorbed and then the, the auction takes over and, it, and the market just does its thing. Just wait. Most people are trading too small an account to be involved with trading news. Um, that's one thing I want to, I cannot emphasize enough what both Tom and Brian said, and that is don't go with the predictions. You get a lot of clicks on TikTok or whatever, because you're predicting something and it happened. And that might've happened once out of a hundred times. Trading is not about predicting. Trading is about absorbing information and then trying to the best you can to assess the odds and then trading from the direction that gives you an edge where you can risk a little, gain a lot. If really terrible news comes along right here, say at 3950 in the S&P, 
but the S&P is not selling. That's the best possible information you can find. And that's how I'm using the news. You know, I'm expecting it to drop. It doesn't, boy, a lot of people are going to get caught short and there's going to be a short squeeze. So this is, don't try to predict it. Just look for, create a box around what's important. Brian has created a box for himself using VWAP. And, and and Tom's using all kinds of things, but you know, being able to select, he has the luxury of selecting as the stock that that he's trading in. Um, for me, it's it's you know, how is the auction responding? How how is the order flow uh, coming along? But please stay away from trying to predict what the news is going to do. Trading ahead of news and trading immediately after, it's not worth it. You're more likely to lose than to gain because it brings in emotions, and that's never a good thing. A couple more really hundred percent right. Yeah, as usual. So this is a good question. Um, it's an interesting question. The news is a cover or justification for any big move or manipulation by big players to hide their footprint in the market. What do you think about that saying? I've seen that before too. We'll go with you, Brian. Um, well, you know, I, I believe that news fo follows price action. So, you know, whether it's manipulation or it's just, you know, the one of the tenets of technical analysis is that the market's a discounting mechanism. It discounts the past and anticipates the future. So the smart money isn't buying breakouts that were up 10% in the last four days. They're selling into that breakout because they anticipated this news coming and they know that the retail trader, not even the retail trader, like, let's just let's just call it what it is. The, the uneducated money is going to chase in a fear, in, in, in a FOMO-induced uh, state of mind, this so-called good news, and they'll use that liquidity to say, hey, you know what? I predicted what the crowd would do right here, not necessarily in, in response to this news, so I'm going to take the opportunity to ring the register a little bit. I but I think that, you know, when people allude to or say that it's manipulation, I think that's going a little bit too far. I agree with that. And I'm sure we're all probably going to be very similar on this. And I actually want to go this next question next to Tom. And, you know, Tom, this is from a new trader. Um, this is from Anna. She said, what happens when the Fed announces? Why is it such an anticipation? I'm new, so help me understand. Um, and it's great to have you here, Anna. And it's I'm glad that you're here because we're going to shed some light on this. Tom, explain to her why this is the, such an important day. Well, it's, it's, it's a big day because the Fed when they are active, when the Fed is active, either in process of raising rates or in process of lowering rates, it moves the market in a significant way. Because, I mean, going back to discounted cash flows and how the market gets valued and everything, interest rates matter. Interest rates matter massively to businesses' profitability, how the economy runs, all that. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in it. And I'm not smart enough to have it all figured out, and that's why I follow price. But these news announcements carry a ton of anticipation and the market trades in a direction in anticipation of what is going to actually happen and so if what the market thinks is going to happen happens you don't get as much of a reaction but if it shifts then you get a significant reaction now the point is is it's a crapshoot because sometimes you get exactly what you think and you still get a violent reaction one way or the other. And it's like, why? Well, a lot of times it's, it's not manipulation, but it's I mean, big money will often use news as a way to trap biased traders and either enter or exit positions the other way if, they, if, if they're given the opportunity at the levels that they want to get in at because a lot of times news will drive price to levels that they like to enter or exit trades. So it's, but, the, but specifically with the Fed, when they are active, when they aren't active, I don't know that it's that big of a deal. Like I didn't pay that much. Like I, I'd go through it all of a sudden, somebody go, oh yeah, it was a Fed day today. I'm like, no clue. Didn't, wasn't even paying attention to it. You know, 2012, 2013, whatever, whatever it was, when we went down to zero interest rate policy and stayed there for however many years, nobody cared. Yeah. And I didn't care because price didn't care. The markets didn't care. I only care about what the market cares about. Right now, the market cares desperately about every last Fed speech, Fed announcement, 
Fed decision, everything. Like, like they're hanging on it like crazy. Um, and there'll come a day when all of a sudden nobody will care again because the Fed will stop doing that. They'll, they'll be out of the market of being active. Um, but as long as it's relevant to the market, it has to be relevant to you as a trader. So I hope that answers the question. No, absolutely. And this is going to be the last question for today. Um, unless any of you guys want to touch on anything that Tom just said. Um, okay, we're going to go to this one with Mark Robinson. And Anna, great question. Uh, and take your time in trading. It's, it's great uh, to move see slow. traders come in here. Good Lord, yeah. move slow. I, I said this last year or maybe the year before. I said, buy yourself the gift of time for Christmas. Give yourself time. The best gift you can give yourself in this business. Last question for today, and we're going to go to uh, you, Morad. I think you're perfect for answering this question. Uh, it's from Mark Robinson. Does grabbing a quick piece of sensational news move reinforce a negative trading habit? To answer that, I have to reinforce the basic tenet of how you make money, and you make money off of your process, and your process has to – have some structure for determining what price is advantageous to you and what isn't. And, you know, doing a one-off scalp where you make some money, you're just interrupting your process and you're instilling habits. So how do we take a trader who's never seen a market to being a prop trader that is profitable year over year? You basically try to convert everything they know into muscle memory. And you do that by following a strict process day in day out when you do stupid stuff like take a scalp when you shouldn't have or traded the news and you made money you're bringing toxicity into that process you're getting a little bit of a dopamine hit but at the end of the day there's no edge that's not what an edge is there's no edge to that so you'll keep doing it and you'll keep losing so one out of ten times it might work and you'll remember that one time but you'll forget that eight times it did not work because you're not getting you got that strong uh, dope hit in your head don't do it it's not a sustainable edge trade an edge or you're just gambling and for some people gambling is okay you've got the money you've got the time so gamble away you know but that's not trading yeah, no, well said. And one thing I want to show everybody before I let you guys go, I'm going to go around the horn with everybody once again and talk about uh, where you can learn more uh, from them. And I mentioned earlier, you can go to edgeclear.com slash Delhi. This is where you will be able to participate. You saw many people signed up this week. Our numbers grow each and every month as we continue to give stuff away through edgeclear. And you can go to edgeclear.com slash Delhi every month to see what it is that we're giving away and get on the sign up for that. Um, also, I want to remind all of you to follow EdgeClear on Twitter. Um, and if you're enjoying today's show, give us that thumbs up, that like, and please share it. It really does help us out tremendously. Uh, we thank you guys all for always coming in and participating. And let's just go quickly around the horn uh, as well. We go to Morad. Morad, where can people follow you on Twitter and learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, just go to twitter.com forward slash futures trader 71. Uh, also, you can get a hold of me through the contact form at uh, edgeclear.com or convergentrading.com or futures trader 71.com. A lot of dot coms. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to answer whenever I can. And let's go to you, Bri. Um, and I know, make sure you mention that new book, man. I know much time you've been putting into it. I'm excited for it. I'm pumped. Man, it's uh, it's a work. It's it's a lot of work. Oop, hold on, sorry. By the way, is that a Fibonacci cone that's behind how, you? That's how the cover is gonna look. Oh wow! Um, that is a Fibonacci back there, and that's my ring light. Pretty um, awesome. Uh, at Alpha Trends, and you can find me at uh, onlypricepays.com. Take a look at where that heads. Um, anyways, yeah, new book's coming out uh, early January, so. Looking forward to getting that off my plate. Congrats. Get the book, everybody. Thanks. Anchored VWAP. It's my. It's definitely been the. It, well, it's the newest tool that I use, and it's my favorite tool. Any of you that have followed anything I've done, the stuff I'm doing, uh, with all my charting, you always see me anchoring a VWAP. Now I think it's so important. I can't wait to. I've already read parts of Brian's book, which is great. He's got the anchor cup, um, and now to my big brother Tommy. 
And B dumb follow price. I'm going to plug it for him and I'm going to let him talk more about it as well. But I will tell you this as a futures trader who's been trying to learn uh, how to trade stocks. Um, it's the best uh, service I, I've, I've ever uh, signed up for. And he's taught me a ton about it. He's brought me into names I never thought I'd be trading. Uh, and so I appreciate what Tom is doing with B dumb follow price. It's, 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 it's just great. And so I recommend everyone go and check it out. I know you guys tell, tell everybody, Tommy, can they get a trial of it? Where, where should they go? Yeah. To you can find me at at canny4 on twitter and uh bdumfollowprice.com it's my uh newsletter slash video teaching service where i i teach people about how to read the environment and focus on the the best stocks of the day and you know how to manage your portfolio whether it's you're a full-time trader part-time trader or you're just trying to manage your ira or, or just some money you've got um it's how I've made a living for the last 25 years. And uh, so I'm trying to slowly pass that on to people in a, uh, in a, in a teaching format. Uh, yeah, we've got, it's seven day free trial. So sign up um, and you cancel any time after in all the videos from everything that we've done, education center, as well as archives, you can check it all out. And if you're still not sure after seven days and you want another seven days, just, you just, send me an email and we'll figure out a way to get you a little bit more time or whatever. So it's, uh, um, be dumb, follow price.com. Anna. Uh, yeah. So Shannon's the website. Words, go to my, go to, go to at candy for, uh, Twitter page. And in my profile, I've got it. I've got it written out and you just click on the link there. Thanks. Yeah, everybody, I will I will update everything in the description here on YouTube. Perfect. You guys know how I feel about these three guys, and, and they're great for the community, and definitely go and get their stuff. They're the real deal. Uh, to all of you uh, out there that tuned in today, thank you again so much for joining us uh, here on Futures Radio Show. It's always a blast. Uh, and that is it for this week. Make sure you go to edgeclear.com slash deli to go and sign up for what we're going to be giving away. We're actually coming back on in what more? Just a couple of weeks here. I think the next day we're on is the Fed Day, right? Yeah, the 14th, we're going to have a, a macro person on on Fed Day. It's going to be a really interesting talk, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a macro person. Well, Maura and I talk about how we're going to react to price. So <laughs> yeah. Don't gamble the news, folks. Don't gamble the news. Let the market well, decide what it wants to do. Tom, if you, uh, I have to say that if you do... Don't do it in your futures or stock account. Go trade event contracts. At least right. your, your risk is Actually, defined. that's a great point. You're you can put on your trade. I'm looking at the events now, and you can put on a trade and know exactly what you could lose, and it's a cash-based product. So the try that out. The best days to trade these event-based contracts are days like today because yes. if you can express your opinion and you bought the trade, you don't have to manage the risk. You already put out it, and if you lose, you paid for it. I mean, you guys know that yeah. I've talked quite a bit about those lately, yep. especially with this group. So that does it, everybody. Have a great day. Stay patient. Watch Good the to see you, boys. Thanks see again. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Never miss an episode. Go to anthonycrudelli.com and get on our email list for show notifications and for free content that is exclusively for subscribers. Also on anthonycrudelli.com, you will find tons of videos and education on trading futures, options, and crypto. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Opinions expressed are solely my own and my guests, and they do not express the views or opinions of my sponsors. Futures Radio Show is produced by Crudelli Productions.